You're listening to the Fortress Church Audio Podcast. We're a church all about loving God and loving people. Let's listen in to our lead pastor, Randy Garcia, from this past Sunday's message. So open up your Bibles and tune in. Well, the last three weeks we've been looking at this theme, Tapestry, and we've been, uh, I did a little bit of an investigation and try to learn, because I am not much of an artist, so I had to learn a whole lot of things of what goes into the making of a beautiful tapestry, and we've learned some lessons over the last couple of weeks. I know I have, that tapestries are, are, are beautiful, and, but they take a lot of time, and it's not a rush project. And so that's kind of like what we're talking about here during this, this theme, is that it's not a rush project, and every thread within the work of a, of a tapestry is vitally important. What we've been talking about these last few weeks here at Fortress Church is that every circumstance in your life is like a thread. And God takes every circumstance, and some of the things that takes place in your life and my life is, are good, and some of them are not so good. So what, what God does is he takes every circumstance, and he puts together the good and the bad and everything in between, and he takes the different colors and makes a beautiful tapestry out of your life and mine. And maybe your tapestry looks a little bit different than mine because we've been through different things. We've had to deal with the, uh, different kinds of issues. But I will say this, every single one of us is a beautiful work of art created by the master tapestry weaver, and his name is uh, Yahweh, the Lord God Almighty. And so today, remember that every situation you face, every issue you have to deal with, serves to make your life tapestry that much more beautiful. We, the basis of our scripture, what we're talking about is Romans 8, 28, the scripture that many of us have memorized. And we know, somebody's saying we know. Now, when I say when we know, that, that means we have confidence, right? There's no doubt about this next phrase. I have confidence, What do I have confidence in? And we know that in all things, it doesn't say just 90% of the time God works out things. No, in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Does it say that all things are good? No, it means God is working all things for the good. How many know there's a difference? Because sometimes things that happen in our life are not good. Can we be honest? It's just not good. Sometimes bad things happen to good people, yeah. But you know what God does? He takes everything and he works it out for the good. That's what it teaches us. For those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Thank you, Lord, for the Holy Spirit that is in this place And Lord, as we get into the teaching of your word, we pray that you, O God, would illuminate our minds and our hearts to receive all that you would have for us. We give you the praise and the glory, and we thank you, Lord, that you are just right now speaking to each one of us about this message, and we give you the praise and honor. Bless with your special anointing this teaching. Amen. You may be seated. A lot of things take place behind the scenes, and here at Fortress Church, I just want to extend a a grand thank you to so many individuals who do so much ministry work behind the scenes. 
We have uh, nursery workers who do a great job and KB Kids uh, workers and Junior Kids Church and, and, and sound volunteers and media volunteers and so many things that happen throughout the week here at Fortress Church to make us what we need to be and where we are. And I just want to say thank you. A lot of things are done behind the scenes. And, and you know what? What you do makes a world of difference. Well, today we're looking at this theme behind the scenes because we're going to talk about how God works behind the scenes of our life. Another thing that happened behind the scenes is that this weekend we are blessed to have on our church campus a number of of students from UTSA, Chi Alpha students, and they've been working uh, on projects around the campus, like over there in the on the on the street, they're working over there. So, Chi Alpha students, I think we have a few over here. Would you stand? And, and we just want to say thank you for working, all right? Thank you. And there's a few more over here. We appreciate what you do and, uh, and what you do. You know, how many, not all students are willing to spend their spring break. Yeah, you can be, you can be seated, okay? Because if you stay standing, I'm going to hand you the mic. You're going to have to preach, okay? But not, not every student is willing to spend their spring break working for the Lord. Do you realize what they're doing? I mean, oh, this is spring break. It's not only a 23-hour day. I keep on, yeah, I got to take a nap this afternoon. I lost that. I'm looking for that hour of sleep that I lost, okay? <laughs> but this is spring break. And uh, thank you for serving uh, here at Fortress Church. We appreciate what to do, all right? As I recently began learning about the intricacies and the details of making the making of a tapestry, one of the many things that I was intrigued with, we've talked about a few the last two weeks, but another thing that I was intrigued with, we're getting into uh, this third part, is um, to learn that when a tapestry weaver is working on his or her masterpiece, what she often does is stand literally behind the work of art, behind the tapestry and working to create all the, the threads and everything together to weave this beautiful work of art together. But the way it is done is the weaver literally stands behind the work of art. And sometimes he or she would have a mirror on the other side. I don't know if you can see it in this particular picture so that, so that the artist can see that and then, and then kind of see what kind of work is being done. But I love that premise because, once again, there are so many correlations to the work of art that a tapestry weaver does uh, to make a, a beautiful piece uh, that we hang on our walls or wherever we place a beautiful work of tapestry. I see so much beautiful correlation on how God works on your life and mine. He is spiritually weaving the you to be a beautiful tapestry of his handiwork. But one of the things that I notice and that we're going to deal with today is this. The, just like a tapestry weaver works behind the tapestry, God works behind the scenes in your life. I'm going to say this again. God works behind the scenes of your life. And um, he continues to do that. God has a way of leading us and guiding us into where we need to be. Uh, one of the, um, a, a song by, that was sung by Selah, and, and I know some other, other artists have sung this, 
And maybe you've heard it, God bless the broken road. And I like that. It's about a love song about how God puts two people together. And even on their journey, they end up where they need to be. But I was uh, listening to that. Someone showed it to me a while back. And, um, and I love it because it also applies to our relationship with God. How God uh, allows us to go through certain circumstances, the ups and the downs, the good and the bad. And sometimes on this journey of life, uh, the road gets broken, but it leads us to where we need to be. Let me read you a few of the lyrics. Now, I realize this is a love song, but I kind of also see it how it draws you and I into that relationship with God. It says, I set out on a narrow way many years ago, hoping I would find true love along the broken road, but I got lost a time or two, wiped my brown, kept pushing through. I couldn't see how every sign pointed straight to you, that every lost dream led me to where you are. Others who broke my heart, they were like northern stars, pointing me in my way to your loving arms, which I know is true, that God blessed the broken road that led me straight to you. Yes, it did. I think about the years I spent just passing through, and I'd like to have the time I'd lost to give it back to you, but you just smile and take my hand. You've been there to understand. I like this last line. It's all part of a grander plan that is coming true. And I like that God does that. What we go through in life, the things that happen on our journey and this broken spiritual life of yours and mine, it's all part of God's grander plan, and it's all unfolding for you and I. Now, back in the 19, late 1970s, the Chicago Tribune newspaper featured an award-winning journalist by the name of Lee Strobel. He was a fantastic reporter, a great writer, but he was an atheist. Well, God began working behind the scenes of Lee's life to bring him to the point of making the most important decision that he would have to make, whether or not to be a Christ follower. What God did, because God has a way of working behind the scenes, is that God placed an elderly nurse in their lives, and, uh, and she, she was a godly woman who invited Lee's wife to church. See, God was working behind the scenes. Lee's wife gave her heart to the Lord, and Lee was not a happy camper because he was an atheist. So he decided to prove her wrong. He wanted to prove Christianity wrong. So what he thought is all I need to do is prove that the resurrection of Jesus Christ was a hoax. And if I can prove that, then it destroys any notion of Christianity. So, And he was, once again, an award-winning investigator, reporter, writer for the Chicago Tribune back when newspapers were big, before social media took over, right? <laughs> and so what he did is he studied the circumstances surrounding the resurrection of Jesus Christ. He sought out authorities on the topic. He spoke to medical doctors who, who wrote about the medical perspective of, did Jesus really die? He spoke with historians Little did he know that God was working behind the scenes and putting people in his path that would bring him to a point of decision. I want to show for you, uh, show to you uh, a, a clip, just a two-minute clip from the movie The Case for Christ, which is based on Lee Strobel's this whole notion. It's a great movie, and my wife and I had an opportunity to pre-screen it. It's actually hitting the theaters on April the 7th. But I tell you this because it's a story of how God works behind the scenes of every single one of us, even if you are an atheist. 
So he's at the point struggling. And, uh, wow, it's, it is very thought-provoking. And it deals with, is it true that Jesus truly did resurrect from the grave? Uh, I just recommend it for individuals like you and I, or for anyone who is struggling with accepting this notion about what Christianity is all about. Well, for the last few weeks here at Fortress Church, we've been studying about Romans 8.28, and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. But one of the things we're learning is that God works behind the scenes, just like a tapestry weaver does. So what I want to do is I want to go behind the scenes of Romans chapter 8, verse 28. By that I mean, what are the 10 verses that lead up to Romans 8, 28? I love this promise. We love this promise. It's a great word from the Lord for us to grab hold of that God is going to work out everything for the good. But what are the 10 verses that lead up to this promise? Because these verses set the stage for a mighty promise from God. So what are these verses, what I call behind the scenes leading up to? There are a number of lessons we can learn from the verses that set the stage for this great promise of God. Lesson number one is this. Behind the scenes, God is establishing his glory in you. Verse 18. Once again, we're going back about 10 verses. Romans eight eighteen says this. And I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. So what Paul is saying here in verse 18 of Romans 8, is he says very clearly, are you having to deal with suffering? Are you dealing with something that maybe is is hard for you to deal with? Well, I have good news for you. God is actually using that suffering to instill his glory in you. I have a question. Do any of you here want God's glory to be residing in your being? Amen. I want all of God's glory, as much as God's glory as my, as my being can even grasp, grab hold of. And I love uh, what, what the scripture says here. Because why? It is setting the stage for the promises of God. When I understand the sufferings and when I receive the glory of God. And sometimes, even when I was growing up in my early years, it didn't, I didn't comprehend that God was working behind the scenes. Now, I grew up in a ministry, in a home, a family, strong in ministry. As you probably know, my grandpa started a church in Los Angeles, California. My dad started a church here in San Antonio. And on and on, I have uncles and aunts and my uh, brothers, brothers-in-law and my brother. They're all, I was the youngest. I was the baby of the family, uh, all involved in ministry. Here comes Randy. And I didn't want to go and be in the ministry just because my family was. And I kind of fought it. I wanted, I, I wanted it to be, if, if I was going to go in the ministry, it had to be God. It wasn't going to be anybody from my family twisting my arm and said, you need to be a pastor. So I got my degree from UTSA, go Roadrunners, all right, with my degree in accounting back in, uh, well, I'm not going to tell you what year it was. It was, many, it was a long time ago, okay? And I pursued uh, business. And, but, God, but, you know, during those years of my teenage years and even when I started going to college, I always loved the Lord. Okay, don't get me wrong. I loved Jesus. I just didn't want to be a pastor. I just didn't want to be. In fact, Veronica, did you know that your dad, Pedro Lopez, used to tease me that one time as a teenager I stood before the whole church and says, uh, praise God, I'm willing to serve, but I will never be a pastor. And Veronica's dad would always tease me about that. Remember you said, and he would laugh at me. He says, he says, you know, God has a sense of humor, Pastor Andy. God has a sense of humor. He does. 
So what happened is during the year of my growing up, me helping at my dad's church, you see, I didn't realize what God was doing, but God was working behind the scenes. My attitude was, I'm not going to be a pastor. I said, you know what, I'll help out in children's church so I learned how to minister to children. I'll help out with the youth so I helped out with the youth. I'll help out in the office so I learned administration. Oh, oh you need somebody to do VBS? Okay, I did VBS one year. And, and oh, you know, uh, uh, you, you need somebody how to run sound? I learned how to run sound. And, oh, uh, do you know, need somebody to sing in the choir? I was singing in the choir. And I was doing all these things behind the scenes because I didn't want to be a pastor. Little did I know that God was working behind the scenes to prepare me for, to know everything there needs to do in a church so that I can be a pastor. <laughs> yeah, God has a sense of humor. I laugh at that too. But it, it's amazing the way God, God does that. See, what God wanted to do is, is he wanted to instill his glory in me. God was working in me so that God, he could be glorified. I love this passage of scripture that's found in Colossians 1.27. I read it from the message version of the Bible. He says, the mystery, in a nutshell, is just this. Christ is in you, so therefore you can look forward to sharing in God's glory. It's that simple. You can look forward to sharing in God's glory. It's that simple. Can we simplify things? I'm a simple guy, and I don't want to complicate things. Can we bring things in simple terms? God wants his glory in you. Pretty simple. All right. So God will do whatever he, it needs to take place to show forth his glory in you. So does that mean I have to go through a, a trial or tribulations? Maybe so. Is that, yeah, we, do we need some learning experiences? Yeah, we've got to learn some lessons along the way. But the bottom line is God is establishing his glory in you. Number two, behind the scenes, God is birthing something new. Once again, we're looking at the 10 or so verses that proceed and lead up to Romans 8, 28. Now let's read verse 22. Verse 22 of Romans 8 says this, We know that the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. Hmm, let me stop right there. Now, uh, some of you ladies have brought birth to a child, and I've been told that once a woman gives birth to a child, uh, she's never the same. Her body's never the same because it's like she's got this motherly instinct. How many moms can identify with that? It changes your life when you give birth to a child, to a baby. It changes your life. Can I tell you something? God wants to do, God wants to birth new things spiritually in you. And you know what that'll do? It'll change your life. When God births something in you, it'll change your life. For many of you, it's a calling of God that God has upon your life. You know what? Once you say yes and birth what God has, is doing in your life spiritually, it's going to change your life. So let's continue to read verse 23. Well, let's read verse 22 once again. We know that the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. Not only so, but we ourselves have the first fruits of the Spirit grown inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoption to sonship, the redemption of our bodies. What We get to be one with the Lord? Yeah, we get to be in God's family. For in this hope we were saved, but a hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what we already have? But if we hope for what we yet do not have, we wait for it patiently. In other words, God is saying, you know what? 
I'm birthing something new and you and you and you and don't lose hope. That's what he's saying right here. Are, are you reading with me here? He is doing something new in your life. He is birthing something new. Don't lose hope because it's coming. Now, once a woman gets pregnant, you know, it, 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 there's a lot of childbirth pains. But how many of you ladies can say it was worth it all, right? It is worth it all. Likewise, it takes some time. For a lady, it could be nine months. I don't know how long it's going to be for God to complete what he is birthing in you, but it's going to be good, and it's worth the wait. Amen? Troy Contreras, would you come on up here and join me? I've asked Troy to share a couple of stories from his heart because God has done a work in his life, and, and I appreciate Troy. And one of the things is when our, in our Connect group that we talk about, we, one of the, in our Talmudim Connect group, he, he, uh, him and I were chatting, and he says, you know, I've learned to live with a lot of chutzpah. Well, what, what is chutzpah? We learned that from the Talmudim, that chutzpah means bold faith. And, Troy, God has been instilling bold faith in you for a number of years, right? Amen to that. Tell yes. us your story. Okay, so my tapestry was written many years ago. Um, my walk with Christ started about 13 years ago, 14 years ago. Um, when I was in my darkest, darkest days, and a lot of us have been there where, you know, you just had nowhere to turn. Whatever I was doing wasn't working. My life was in shambles. I had a broken marriage, a broken family, uh, just so many things going on in my life. And, and I gave myself to the Lord at that day. I said, you know, whatever I'm doing isn't working. God, I, I hope that you would forgive me for all that I've done. I hope that you would shower me with your faith. They, they say that you are the way, dear Lord. So I put my faith in you. So that, that night I prayed myself to sleep. I, I still remember it to this day. When I woke up in the morning, all my pain was gone. All my anguish was gone. Uh, but I still had to deal with the things. And, and to me, I, I truly believe God moved mountains. You know, in Matthew 17, it says, uh, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, that God, that you can say, mountain move from here to there, and it will happen, that nothing is impossible if you have faith. <clears throat> Years later, I worked on being a better man, a better man of God, uh, just praying that I would get a second chance to, to find love in my life, to find somebody that... that honored me and cherished me and that I could do the same for, for that person. And I was blessed enough to, to meet my wife, Liza, the beautiful woman, a, a, a woman of God. Uh, we've been uh, going on 10 years this year, praise God, and uh, we will, uh, we're just continuing. So uh, a few years after that, my brother had a major brain trauma, and he came to live with us. Uh, don't know what it was. Everybody told me to send him to the hospital, put him in a at a menstrual institution that he just wasn't going to do well. He was going to need 24-hour care. Uh, but it was in my heart for some reason. God had just spoke to me and said, you know what, you can do this. And, I mean, I don't know if anybody's ever dealt with having to, t- to take care of somebody. If you have, you know, it takes a lot of work and most of all, a lot of faith. Um, you know, it was 24-7. We know it was changing uh, feedings. Uh, he was just, he wasn't doing well. Uh, and I got to the point of, of breaking down. I just couldn't do it anymore. Uh, and my wife would tell you, I, she got home one day, and I bit her head off. I said, I need help. <laughs> I can't get any help. So I took off, and, and, uh, and I, I just I remember praying. I was, went on a motorcycle ride and just tried to clear my mind. And, and I prayed to God, and I said, God, you know, you, you told us that you only would put what we can handle. And I, I can't handle anymore, dear Lord. I can't do this. Uh, but I, what I didn't realize that the problem was is that I was trying to do it by myself. I, not, I wasn't taking the Lord's path each and every day. I was doing it 
occasionally, whenever something got tough, I'd reach out to the Lord. And, but I needed to do it consistently. Uh, and that day, I remember, I said, okay, you know, maybe I'm just being a baby. I went home. I said, just, you know, I'm going to stick to my, stick to my uh, beliefs and, and went back home. And as I drove up, there's my sister-in-law, his ex-wife, picking him up. She said, you know, I don't know what compelled me to come here, but you need help. Something in, something in me told me to come over here and to help you. And, I didn't, and you know, as, as strange as it was, it, I didn't want him to leave after I, I, t- I was, like, ready to give him up. At that point, I was like, don't take him. But, you know, I know that was God's way of saying, you know what, I've sent you help. Don't deny it. And from that day forward, I tell you what, God laid his healing pans upon him. Amen. He started to walk when he was paralyzed. He started to eat again when he could not eat. He started to speak and communicate with us when he could not speak. All of these blessings came upon us, and God moved that mountain out of my way and out of his way and said, praise God, a healing power. You know, and, uh, you know, it's just been a blessing to have him in my life. And, and Liza and I, we couldn't have children. Uh, I, I have two children from a prior marriage. Uh, we're going through, you know, saving money. You, you know how it is when you're saving money for something that's important to you. It just seems like always something gets in the way, you know, and. Uh, you know, through un- some unfortunate circumstances, but, you know, I guess fortunate for us, we were blessed with the gift of life. We, we have a wonderful young little boy named Ezra now. He's four years old. Uh, you know, like I said, God can move the mountains out of your way. He will, he will take every obstacle you have that's in front of you that, distract, that distracts you from his ultimate goal for you of complete and utter faith and living with chutzpah, with bold faith. We're getting out there. And living the life that he wants for you, this glorious life. And, and he fills your basket with overflowing faith and love. And it's up to you to go out there and share it with each and every person out there. Because as we say here, love God and love people and love them at a deeper level. And I, and I can't express that to you enough. But just, I love this church and I love the, the, the message it's given each and every day. I thank you and I bless you for listening to me. It's, it's just been a blessing. So God bless you all, okay? Amen. Thank you, Troy. Thank you. I appreciate it. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Hootspot. That's what Troy loves. And he, he learned that from one of our connect groups, our Talmud. And he says, you know what? I'm going to live with bold faith. Amen. And by the way, he's talking about how God met his needs as he was uh, uh, being a caretaker to his brother. You know, his brother every so often comes a fortress. And I, saw, I see him struggling with his walker. But now that I know the behind-the-scenes story, it makes me cherish his, his, his brother as he walks into church here to worship the Lord Jesus Christ. And now I know what happened behind the scenes. I'd also like to ask Melissa Sines to stand. Melissa, right in the back, would you stand? She heads up a connect group for caretakers. Troy mentioned about the ministry of caretaking to his brother. Many of you are caretakers, and she has a special calling to encourage those who are caretakers. Just had to throw that in there. Amen. Never give up. Amen. Let's give God praise, can we? Life lesson, the blessings you are, you are in today is a result of God working for years behind the scenes. Once again, how many of you consider yourself blessed today? Amen? Well, I say this again. The blessings that you are in today is a result of God working for years behind the scenes in your life. Do you realize God has been working behind the scenes Amen. I like what Beth Moore says. Let me give you her quote. She says, the purpose exceeds the pain. I like that. Number three, 
Behind the scenes, the Holy Spirit is working. So as we continue to look at the verses that lead up to this great promise in Romans 8, 28, let's look at verse 26. It says, in the same way, the Spirit, and in my Bible, the word Spirit is capitalized, meaning the Holy Spirit. The Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, for the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. In other words, the Holy Spirit knows what's happening. Why? Because he's working behind the scenes. The Holy Spirit's working behind the scenes. Sometimes when we pray, we, uh, uh, the words that we pray in an English fall short, and that's when the Holy Spirit takes over, perhaps with a prayer language. Perhaps, Lord, you know what's on my heart, and you just begin expressing your heartfelt desire for that relationship with God. The Holy Spirit takes over. But we read here in verse 26 that there comes a point that the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. He knows what you need. He knows where you lack. And he's working behind the scenes to fill in that gap and meet those needs exactly the way God intends to meet those needs. And today, today I encourage you to understand that no matter where you are in life today, no matter what kind of situation you find yourself in, I want to encourage you with what this promise is. God is working behind the scenes. The Holy Spirit is putting things in place behind the scenes. I want you to believe that. I want you to grab hold of that because that's exactly what Scripture is teaching us. Life lesson. I put this, wrote this kind of tongue-in-cheek. You may as well trust God with what is happening in your life. Because the Holy Spirit has already been putting things in place. <laughs> See, the Holy Spirit is already working, so you may as well begin to trust God with it, right? You know, may as well join in with what God is doing. Psalm 105. Let me read it to you from the message version of the Bible. Hallelujah, it says. Thank God, pray to him by name. Tell everyone you meet what he has done. Sing him songs, belt out hymns, translate his wonders into music, honor his holy name with hallelujahs. You who seek God, live a happy life. Keep your eyes open for God. Watch for his works. Watch for his works. In other words, God is working in you. Be alert for signs of his presence. So I like that. Be alert for signs of his presence. Sometimes we don't realize that God is at work behind the scenes because We're not looking for it. So many times our focus is on, oh, I've got a problem here, and I've got a problem here. And we focus so much on our problems that we fail to see the solution. His name is Jesus, and he's working behind the scenes. So scripture here says, keep your eyes open for God. Watch for his works. Be alert for signs of his presence. Remember the world of wonders he has made, his miracles, and the verdicts he's rendered. So so I, I want to close by just encouraging you with this. If you are dealing with something today, then I've got some good news for you. If you are dealing with a, a struggle, an issue, a problem, a relationship, whatever it is, I have good news. It simply means that God is at work behind the scenes. 
If everything in your life is going perfectly, then maybe you don't need God to work behind the scenes. But sometimes we have to be reminded, God, I, I can't handle this on my own. I need you. You know what he does? The Holy Spirit begins to work behind the scenes of your life. Every time I find myself with a situation that I have to deal with, I have to remind myself that God is in the process of working things together for the good. Of who? Of those who love him. So in other words, does God work everything for the good just for, uh, does he do it for everybody? No, he doesn't do it for everybody. For those who love him and are called according to his purpose. So what does that mean? I need to get into a relationship with God, love God, and I've got to seek my purpose and dwell in the purpose that God has for me. I close with the passage from 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 13 through 15. And, uh, and it says, and what we believe is that the one who raised up the master, Jesus, will certainly raise us up with you alive. We just sang that song about resurrection. Just as Jesus was resurrected, we are risen with him. And I like this middle phrase in verse 14 of 2 Corinthians 4 in the message. It says, every detail works to your advantage and to God's glory. Every detail works. We're talking about God working behind the scenes. Every detail works to your advantage and to God's glory. Let me stop right there. Do you realize that every detail of your life works to your advantage and to God's glory? As I said, every detail of your life is a thread in the tapestry that God is making in you. And every circumstance, every detail, every time something happens or we have to deal with something, it's a, it's a color in the tapestry of what God is doing in our lives. Every detail God has in his hands and he takes that and he weaves it in to make you his beautiful work of art. Now, It says right here, every detail works to your advantage because it makes your tapestry that much more beautiful. And it says, and it works to God's glory. More and more grace, more and more people, and more and more praise. Wow. Every circumstance makes our life tapestry that much more beautiful, and it glorifies God that much more. I love that. Would you stand with me right now? And we're going to take some time to pray in just a moment. And I would love it if uh, I'm, going to, I'm going to express to you what I want to say. I oftentimes like to take a scripture like the one we just read in 2 Corinthians 4.13 and, and, and personalize it and speak words of life. And in this particular instance, I would say, Lord God Almighty, I believe that just as you raised Christ up from the grave, You can raise me up to where I need to be. I recognize that you have been working out the details of my life for my advantage and for your glory. And the result is more of your grace to more of your people so that you would get more praise. Amen. So be it. Maybe you want to repeat this with me as we prepare for our time 
in prayer with the Lord. Lord God Almighty, I believe that just as you raised Christ up from the grave, you can raise me up to where I need to be. I recognize that you have been working out the details of my life for my advantage and for your glory. And the result is more of your grace to more of your people so that you would get more praise. Amen. Would you join me in giving the Lord some praise this morning? Amen. Thank you for listening to this audio podcast. Fortress Church is located in San Antonio, Texas, near Bandera and Pru Road. For more information, check us out at www.fortresschurch.org.